Welcome, awesome people. Welcome to a little R&R with Rick and... Rebecca. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Should I sing? I feel no. like I should sing a Christmas carol. <laughs> okay, do it. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't want him to tune out. I feel like we should have something playing in the background and snow falling in here or something. Yeah, it's almost Christmas. And that's beautiful. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. And yeah, hopefully is. you've been able to find our gift list on Amazon. <laughs> bought us a really awesome it's not gift there. of pickled beets or something. Pickled beets. Uh, something. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about Christmas today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Christmas is awesome. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful reminder of Jesus' birth and yes, a celebration of that. Come on. But there's also some awkwardness. There's some chaos, oh, some there's messiness, some, social some noise pressure. that can come with it. Oh. So we're going to try and 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 help us focus on what matters Yep. and how to deal with the crazy stuff. Yep. So do you want to start with the crazy stuff? Like how do you, how did you learn to keep focused on what matters at Christmas with all the noise, all the hoopla, the Black Friday sales, the, you know, oh whatever. Oh my gosh. Like, how do you stay focused on what matters? It really happened for me when uh, my kid was born on Christmas Day emergency C-section because it forced me through a weird circumstance of having a Christmas baby to realize Mary in her circumstance um, had it way different than I did. Sure. And um, how that very first Christmas was not neat and tidy. It was not. Uh, it was not going the way that they would have hoped the birth of their son would be. You know, it was in the middle of a bunch of mess politically yeah. and uh, religiously and. There was a lot of oppression in that society. I mean, it just forced me to look at the Christmas story differently because, man, I had swollen ankles and stuff and sure. thinking about somebody having to go travel. Oh, a donkey or something. Yeah, they don't have cars, yeah. you know, like I just it just was a weird, a weird juxtaposition yeah. of a baby that I had being in an incubator and she has a feeding trough. Those are yep. gross. Yep. Those are disgusting. Yep. And it's it slowed me down to think about it. Cool. Yeah. So how do you deal with the family dynamic? Some people have, you know, wonderful families to go to for Christmas. Some have dysfunction, even addiction still in their families. Yeah. Like any thoughts about how our listeners can cope with those kinds of things? Well, I happen to be in a ridiculously blessed situation where my immediate family, the perspective of Christmas is Christ. And so it's very little about presence and um, hoopla. And it really is like family centered, Christ centered and very cool. And usually a powerful time. There's also though that societal pressure. And also I'm very aware not a lot of families function like that. Right. And there's right. some things that people can do. And one of the simplest things that I think people can start to do is when you know you have to get together with family and you know that there's going to be a hot mess in that setting, yep. um, to 
really employ self-care? Like, can you bring a person with you who's a support, whether that's a family member or a a dear friend of yours, who's going to be your supportive person and also setting a time frame, letting your family know in advance, Hey, I'm going to be there from one to three. For some families, that's the magical hour when people are actually awake and they're not fully engaged in whatever behavior yet. And so like that, you know, magical afternoon hours of one to three and knowing that that's that's a beautiful self-care you can employ there. So you're talking about being strategic and intentional. Yep. If there's going to be family time and there could be some temptations. Yep. Maybe not even go. That's a very real thing. too. And and if you do need to be around them, make sure it's with somebody else. Trusted, sober. Jesus lover yep. who will hold you accountable. Yes. That would be good wisdom as well. Right. Yes. But sometimes good self-care is I'm not going to be there at least That's in person. Right. I can FaceTime in, I could call in, yep. but I really can't be there yet. And for people who can't do that, uh, I'm just going to suggest on this forum. How about y'all start talking? Who could host Christmas? Sure. Because th- friends you giving could have friends Christmas. That's right. Christmas. Because like the Christ centered Christmas is a thing that yep. can be done with any believer for sure. For sure. and can be so cool. For sure. For sure. Create family of another kind. So for some, some people, Christmas and, and holidays are hard because of loss in the past. Yes. Year, right? Lost a family member, a friend. Uh, what are some things that a person who's gone through grief and loss this year could keep in mind? as they go through Christmas this year? Uh, My first thought is that there's no wrong way to grieve. Um, Like you actually have to know, like it's Jesus is not against us having to go through grief and loss. He's against us taking grief and loss as a new lifestyle. Sure. Or making sinful choices because of that. Because of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, That, that it's okay to spend time during the holidays actually recognizing that loss, especially, you know, if it's your first Christmas without that person. Sure. That's a real thing. Sure. Don't just smile your way through it. Yeah. But the key is to also who's the community around you that yep. can be a support to you in yep. that and understand what you're going through. That prompted a thought we should be digging into. So I think most families have traditions mm-hmm. that they follow, whatever those are, good or bad. And maybe if it's your first year sober, first year without a family member, whatever that first looks like, maybe even establishing some new traditions. Creating your own. Exactly. That are healthy and safe. That could be, you mentioned already the friends thing, like getting yep. some healthy friends, sober friends together for a, for a meal. That could be going to Christmas Eve service. That could be, you know, going and serving at a homeless shelter, a yes. food kitchen that day. Like finding some really tangible ways That's to meaningful reset. to you. Right, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That could be real helpful too, I think. I think so too. Yeah. I think the key is to find one that's really meaningful for you. Yep. Really yep. meaningful, like personally meaningful. Um, Another way that I think is also cool is like if you've lost a person that's near to you, to find something to do that would honor that person and also support you in the loss. For instance, um, my husband likes to do things that support Boy Scouts because his dad was really involved sure. in that 
community. Yeah. So we do things that are specific to that for Christmas, like their Christmas wreath and blah, blah, blah. Or like if you've got a friend who was into a certain thing and you lost them to find a way to give that would support that so that you feel like it's a meaningful cool. deal to That's give cool. back. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe some new traditions, mm -hmm. some new things that are meaningful to you and even in your family that yeah. maybe are a shift away from old patterns and, you know, old whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe if, uh, if your family's kind of caught in dysfunction or whatever, you even initiate some of these new things to kind of start those out for yourself too. So just a Absolutely. thought. Absolutely. So the classic scripture text for Christmas, of course, is, is Luke 2. Yep. And there's a lot of awesome parts of this text and this story, but there's one that frequently stands out to me when I read this each year is when the angel shows up to the shepherds and he makes his announcement of this really cool thing that's happening, right? He says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. And there's just something so simple, but yet so profound about yeah. those words. Like, the word gospel, of course, means good news. He's bringing a gospel. He's bringing good news. And this good news is that Jesus is here. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the ways to maybe reframe Christmas, especially if we have bad memories around Christmas, loss around Christmas, dysfunctional families, is to kind of reframe it a bit and remember the good news that Jesus came to rescue you. Yes. And so maybe that would look like, you take some time in prayer or reading through the Christmas story or in journaling or going to a service where you really rem let the Lord remind you of the good news in your life, Yeah, that he came to you to set you free. I, I just think I love Christmas and I, I love the, the whole thing, but I just get so frustrated by how even Christians can get distracted by gifts and parties and all of those are fine activity activity yeah. but we really literally forget that it's a simple message of good news with great of great joy and that not just that it's a simple message of great joy but that he eradicated all the social norms at the time by doing it in the way that he did it he came to a people that did not earn or deserve him showing up in a way that showed his humility and announced it to blue collar workers. I mean, there, I mean, it's like, like, like there's nothing about this. That was the way that they wanted it to be. It was all like so much more beautiful, powerful, and simple. And we make it complex. Yeah, for sure we do. Yep. And I think I think that that whole idea of kind of like um, going more minimalistic yeah. in our thoughts yeah. about Christmas, that it's like the recognition that I'm saved and I shouldn't be. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, right, like, right. I mean, like, the good news what a good. gift. Yeah, <laughs> what I, I mean, what a gift. I shouldn't even be here, yeah. you know? Um, and... Um, and sometimes in the middle of the messes, that's like, that can become such an anchor. That's beautiful. Okay, so one, let's take that one step further. Okay. The angel goes on to say, today mm -hmm. is born for you. Yes. And 
So even allowing the personalization of that to sink in. Yeah. That in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your sin, in the middle of your chaos. And it's also the middle of the night. It's dark. Right. And they hadn't heard from God for 400 years. Yeah. A baby was born for you. Like, just think about the implications that I love John 3.16 for the whole world. That's beautiful. But it's even more personal than that. Yeah. He was born for you to come and rescue you from your sin. Like, I don't, I've gotten some really good gifts in my life. Yeah. Nothing compares to that one. It's kind of cliche, but it's true. It's so true. That what greater gift could he have given but life? Yeah. And so even just this season, like the parties and the gifts, that's all fine. But like really just remembering that he was born to rescue you from your sins, to call you out of darkness into light and letting that truth really sink in. I, I think, you know, if you've been in sobriety for a while, it might be. You kind of get in the routine and maybe forget. Don't forget where you came from. Don't yeah. forget what he rescued you from. Don't yeah, forget yeah. what he saved you from. Like good news of great joy for all the people. Just a super simple message. So good. So one more thought about this whole idea of, of Jesus being born. Uh, a few days after he's born, uh, he's taken to the temple. Yeah. And he's presented to the Lord really is dedication. Yep. And there's a man named Simeon who has been waiting yep. for his rescue, whole his life. whole life, right? Oof. And so the Lord told him that morning that he needed to get to the temple. And so he goes there and there's this moment where he's holding the baby and he looks at him and he says, for my eyes have seen salvation. And that Uh, verse always gives me chills because he's been waiting for rescue, waiting for the Messiah, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And suddenly he's holding his savior in his arms. In his arms. And he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. And there's a couple thoughts that always hit me from this. One is that I'm super jealous of Simeon. They literally got to hold Jesus and look in his eyes and realize this little baby was going to save his life, literally. But also that sometimes it seems like forever for God to answer a prayer. Yeah. And we can only imagine there's some listeners right now who've been struggling, who have been waiting for God to answer a prayer, to to meet a need, to to break through whatever. And it can get wearying. Yeah. It can get frustrating. It can get discouraging to wait and wait and wait. Simeon literally waited decades. We're praying that you don't have to wait that long. Yeah. But the point is that God fulfilled his promise. And so for those of you who are struggling and waiting, God, where are you? I need you to break through. I need to see you. Don't give up hope. There's good news. The good news of salvation is that he sent a savior for you. And you will see your liberation. You will see that breakthrough. You will see that miracle. And just not to give up in that. And we just agree in prayer for those of you who are feeling that same way as Simeon, that you come to a new understanding that God is in it for the long game. It's a long game plan. 
He's in it for the long game, but we agree for a tangible experience of his salvation for you this Christmas. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for that truth. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you came to rescue us. Yes. You came to deliver us. You came to bring us great joy. And so, Father, just agree with Rebecca for any listeners who are struggling with feeling hopeless or helpless or lost or discouraged or feel like you're a million miles away. I pray for a fresh infusion of hope today, of strength, of courage, of confidence, of trust, God, that you will come through. God, I pray that they would see your salvation again, see the breakthrough. Tangibly hold it. Tangibly hold it and be able to celebrate this Christmas in a fresh new way, not for a gift they got from Target, (laughs) but a gift they got from Jesus. Yes. Can we just agree for that together in the name of Jesus? Amen. Yeah. Any closing thoughts about Christmas or any last words to the pod peeps? I just hope it's the beginning of your best Christmases yet. Yeah. And a fresh new year. Yep. As always, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you much, much peace. We love you guys. Have an awesome, blessed Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.